0: I can remember one of the greatest moments that I ever shared with my mother. I had just been in a situation where her significant other was doing a lot of picking on me. There was there was a lot of tension going on. There was a lot of things I had been experiencing. And as a child... I always wondered, like, when was she going to say something? When was she going to speak up? And I didn't understand why she didn't. And sometimes when we don't speak up for our children, their voices die out and they start to adapt to whatever is harmful to them, whatever is not conducive to their life. They start to think that these things are okay because no one is advocating for them at all. And tonight I want to talk about family talks. The reason why I shared that was because I have a heart for advocating for young people because every day I see that many young people do not have a voice. And I'm learning that adults don't have one either because we've usually taken on the voice of someone else from a very long time ago or we are afraid to share our voice, we are afraid to talk, we are afraid to expose things, we are afraid to communicate. And I want to talk specifically tonight about, are you communicating with your kid, with your with your children, with your kids? Are you communicating with your kids? The night that my mom pulled me in and let me know. See, communication is about exchanging information. It is about processing things that have happened and sharing them. So when she was able to let me know, she saw my experiences and that she was sorry for what I was experiencing. And she was able to instill in me and show me some love in that moment. It let me know that everything I was holding on the inside, it was okay to either give to her or that I could have an understanding that I was going to be safe or I was somewhat safe because she communicated with me. I read a a study and it said that 70, around 70%, don't quote me on any statistics on any of my podcasts, it's just different articles that I read, but it said about 70% of parents are struggling to communicate meaningfully with their kids, meaningfully with their kids. There are kids that are sitting home day by day. And if this message hits you, just take it because all of us are guilty as parents one way or another for something we do or do not do. But meaningful communication is important because some of these kids are sitting home and no one is talking to them all day long. But the video games. Or, but there are other siblings who are not equipped to share knowledge with them and who may not effectively communicate with them. So we're talking meaningful meaningful communication, and are we doing that with our kids? Coming home and saying, hey, how y'all doing? Hey, what's up? And not getting a response is not meaningful communication. Coming home and our kids are running to us with questions, with needs – you know, with telling us stories and we don't want to hear it because we're super tired, we're burnt out from our day. I need y'all to give me a minute. I need y'all to go. I I don't want to talk about it right now. Pushing them off to the side becomes habitual to some extent. And I can't, you know, I have to be honest and say that I've been guilty of that um, at different points in my life. And I had to put something in place so that that did not happen. One of the first things I put in place was that it don't matter what type of day I'm having. When I walk through them doors, my first thing is to observe what my kids look like and what they are saying. And when they're starting to talk, as long as it's not something that needs my immediate attention, I ask them for 45 or I ask them for 35 and 35 and 45. And my household means, listen, I need a. I I need a second. I need a second so that I can cool down, so I can relieve the stress of my day, so that I can effectively communicate with you guys. Now, to do 35 or 45, every every family, every household is different. It may not take a person that long to distress or to take off their day or to gather their thoughts but you need to explain that to your kids if you're going to use that mechanism. If you're going to tell them that you you need 35 and 45, please explain what that means to them prior to doing that. So I had to let my kids know that adults, sometimes we take on the world. Sometimes we go through so many things and our kids, you know, they get hit with the riffraff of all of that. So in order for me to make sure they don't get hit with the hassle of my day. I want them to know immediately. I always care about what y'all have to say, and I always want to hear what it is you want to tell me, but I want to hear it. And sometimes mommy can't hear what you guys are saying because she has so many other things on her. So it's not that you're not first and it's not that you're not important. It's that I need 35 or 45 so that I can come back around and I can give you my undivided attention. That way I can actually hear that the teacher was not being so fair to my child, or I could actually hear that my child is hurting based off a comment that was made between him and another peer, or I can could just hear that maybe my kid is taking on too much responsibility that I'm giving them and I need to make adjustments. So we're talking meaningful communication. Without meaningful communication, all these different issues can arise with our kids. We don't know that they're sad. We don't know that they're depressed. We don't know that they're unhappy. We don't know that there's been a major event because we didn't ask. We simply didn't take the time to sit down with our kids and have more than a quick. Brush off of how you doing but Really listening to what they're saying Really questioning what is going on In their life We have to directly ask them about sadness And when we take so long To ask them about sadness To ask them did someone hurt you To ask them more in detail And in depth what's going on with them They get to a place where They're not expecting it And they also watch us And they believe that they have to make us happy Because you know Mothers and fathers, parents in general, they are the generals of the household. And sometimes parents pull the parent trunk car where I'm the adult. You're the child. Don't speak unless spoken to or you're going to wait until I'm ready. Everything is about us. And very seldomly is it really about the child because we have this conflict. that's just like our children don't have voices unless we say speak that has to stop. Every household, every parent has their own thing that they do in their household, but my kids are allowed to talk back. And I don't mean that out of context. I had to share that with um, a teacher that my youngest had last year. She said, you know, Armand's doing this and he's doing that. And I said, listen, I said, you just told me that my son was hit by someone. So the boy kept kicking his chair. And if he's trying to tell you, what he why he responded and you don't want to listen i'm not going to punish him for that and he doesn't deserve to be punished my kids are taught to communicate they are taught to let someone know when they're in harm when they're in danger when something is going on now if he's just goofing off he needs to knock it off that's one thing but i think teachers can take from that as well like are you listening to what a child is trying to effectively communicate to you because there could be deeper problems that are happening this is how we miss that our kids are being bullied That they're not being looked after properly Because we don't really allow them to talk And I'm not saying that all to teachers Like listen let your classrooms go in disarray I get it I was a kid too and I was actually One of the ones who was cutting up But you know but to pay closer attention To how children respond To different things and how they communicate And how we need to better uh, Communicate with them in a meaningful way Back to what I was saying About kids you know Wanting to make their parents happy Um, And they do this out of avoidance. They want to make us happy so that they can avoid being yelled at. They can avoid, you know, not getting the things that they really desire from us. They can avoid all the things that, you know, they know we are going to put a stop to because our children study us. So every day that we're in and out, every day that we're up and down, every day that we're trying to be parents, they're taking in all of that, all of what we don't think they see, all of our attitude, all of our energy, all of our conflicts that we're, you know, talking on the phone, they pick all this stuff up and they want to make us happy. So when we don't effectively communicate, avoidance starts to happen. They don't want to talk to us. So they tell us very surface what's going on. So when you ask about their day, they're going to constantly tell you it was good. It was okay. There wasn't, you know, they're not going to give you anything because that's typically them mirroring what we do. How was your day? I don't, when my kids ask me how my day was, I don't go super into death, but I let them know, like, listen, today was not the best day today. Work was crazy. Have y'all ever had a crazy day in school? Or have y'all ever had a day where I was going so crazy in the house? Y'all was like, what's wrong with mom? And they respond to me and they let me know. Yeah. Like, and I start laughing because I can only imagine some of the things that they have observed, um, that I wasn't aware of. So when our kids start to avoid because they're trying to make us happy or they don't know how to express themselves because they're not communicating um, properly with you and you're not communicating properly with, with them, they start to shut down and this is the way that they shut us out of their lives. So as we don't teach this when they're really young, they get older, they become teenagers and then we go through that thing where it's like, I don't know who my kid is. I don't know what they're thinking. Yeah, because it wasn't, they weren't conditioned to talk like that. So now all of the little things that they've experienced consistently and over time has sat in them has been buried because we didn't take the time. They don't have a need to talk about it and they're not going to express it. So they hold it. And then all these things that are going on within their minds and in their hearts and in their spirit, you know, it becomes these behaviors that we can't understand why they're doing this. We don't know why the teacher's calling us. We don't know why they're acting out in school, you know, that's, that's where some of these things stem from. I understand that, you know, most of us parents have busy lives. We have busy schedules. There's a lot of single parents at home. You know, even if you're married, it doesn't even matter at this point, life, it can just be busy. Life can get hectic. So for something specific, um, I was in a group one day and they were talking about how, you know, most families aren't even communicating at all the very surface. What are we eating? Um, What's on the TV? Who did what? Anytime it's a turn up moment where someone's in the wrong, that's where you might get the most communication. And typically it's out of frustration and aggression, which isn't meaningful. And when we are, you know, showing love, sometimes it's so fast that it it doesn't have a chance to settle in within the family for us to realize we're having some type of emotional um, affection. Uh, In that in that moment. So when we have super, super busy schedules, and this is specifically for entrepreneurs, one of the things that I learned was instead of trying to get our kids to be so quiet and out the way, teach them what we know for their that is age appropriate. So as I am an entrepreneur and I'm working from home and my kids are doing Zoom, I start to teach them simple things about business. And I start to give them little jobs within the house. Like, listen, you clean up my spot where I work at and you help me organize this. You don't touch this. You don't touch that. I give them very, very specifics um, and what they can do. But then they're also getting blessed by me there. I'm also communicating ways of entrepreneurship. I'm giving them something that is going to count a lot later on. So make sure that you're teaching your kids About what's going on in your life Instead of just keeping them closed out Sometimes they have no idea what's going on with us And we feel like their kids You know, they need to stay in the kid's place But our kids are so exposed to so much information But do they know how to handle everything they're being exposed to? No, they're not going to know that Because someone's not exchanging the appropriate information to them So that they can understand So that they can process bad days Or, you know, negative Moment so that they understand that, and also being balanced with us bringing that love and bringing that connection and showing them that we are there for them. Typically, a lot I hear all the time when I ask kids, I say, You know, what voice could I be? you know, for you to your parents. And they let me know, like, I can't talk to my parents because they always yelling. They're always hollering. And I laugh because I've been guilty too, because we all know as parents and as adult life gets really rough and we're dealing with so many things. But why is it at the expense of our children that they get to see our tops blow off? And when, when our tops are blowing off and we're so frustrated, we stop as parents communicating all together. And this leads our kids to being left with symptoms of depression, sadness, anger, negative emotions. Um, so some of the things that we have to make a habit. No, this does not feel good. No one is going to want to hear this in the most difficult moments. But how often are you doing self-talk as a parent when you're super upset and trying to communicate with your kids just to tell yourself to stay calm? to stay calm. I literally, I will cry out out loud. Like, Hey son, listen, let me ask you a question. Uh, could you, how would you feel if you were the mom and I was trying to explain this one problem to you 1500 times. And I asked him for a response and he said, I'll be frustrated. I'll be upset. I say, that's how I'm feeling right now. And I was like, you know how I can yell and you don't really like that. I was like, I'm really trying not to yell right now. So please move away from me just for a few minutes. (laughs) And I want you to move away from me so that I can calm down. Because if I don't calm down, I'm going to start hollering and yelling and then you're not going to be able to function. And it's just going to make the whole situation here 10 times worse. So let me get to a state of calmness. This is something I constantly have to remind myself about because my life is stressful like that and everything becomes, um, you know, very heightened. But in staying calm, I have less of a guilt. Um, towards my kids or how I interact with them, how I communicate with them. Because when we do snap and when we do, you know, express all of that extra heightened energy that is negative, we're feeding them that we're feeding their brains that, and then they get worked up, they get stressed and they still can't do whatever the task is we're asking them to do. So it doesn't even make sense. The second thing is, Sometimes we have to, you know, stoop to our kids level when we're upset and we're frustrated and we're not communicating effectively. We have this expectation that give me what I want because frustration simply means that our needs are not being met. So when our kids start to frustrate us, when we're trying to help them, when we're trying to relay a message to them, we need to drop to their level. It's like even though I explained something seventeen hundred times to my kid, if he's not getting it, I have to come down to his level to see how he actually understands. How is he processing this work? And sometimes we as parents don't want to do that one because we're being lazy in our parenting and it actually takes extra time to find out what is going on with my my child's frame of thinking. But it, when it comes to us and our frame of thinking, we can't half the time figure out nothing. We need to figure out all week long what our lives and what our business is and what our relationships. But yet we will have the audacity to holler and fuss at our kids who are the product of who we are. So it's like when we take a step back and look in the mirror at us as adults, Think about when we was kids and what our parents did, you know, to us, that kind of stifled us. And maybe that's why we're a little bit slow in figuring out things that we need to figure out because no one took the time to understand how we can process. So the first thing to do when we're talking about communicating uh, meaningfully and effectively with our kids is to one, give them the 35, 45 minute if you need to get yourself together. Secondly, is in the heat of moments when we are together and we're trying and trying and trying and our kids is just off the hook we got to learn to stay calm and this is something that we have to affirm within ourselves we should be living more calm lives anyway because we're in we live in chaos and we live in stressful situations all the time so being calm and staying calm needs to be something that happens in our prayer life and our meditative states and just because something that we keep in the forefront if we don't often think about remaining you know uh, calm and keeping our composure we're going to be less likely to actually do that in the sight of a situation The next one um, is for to give our kids choices. (laughs) I asked my son, we were doing something with math. One math frustrates me. I don't even know why I'd be trying to help him with the math instead of just getting somebody who's more equipped to help him with that. But I ask him, I say, listen, if I'm teaching you this this way and you don't get it. What way do I need to show you? Show me how you're doing it. So when I'm looking at him trying to figure out his problem, I see that he needs something broken down a way more than I expected. So he's not up to par in a certain you know, area of his schooling, but that's not on him. Somebody parenting or something going on with his education, I need to tweak that. I need to figure that out so that my kid can better understand. So I give him a choice in how he can learn, what works for him, finding out what's going That also goes with, you know, giving our kids choices when they're trying to communicate with us, when we want to find out things that they're doing, things that are going on in their life. Are they safe? Are they in trouble? they feel like they can't tell us because they already know our automatic response. So to be able to provide our kids choices, like, listen, you tell me this, this is what the the worst case scenario is. And really sticking with that helps build their trust up, helps build up our relationship so that they can feel comfortable to tell us stuff. And a message I definitely wanna send out to parents today is like, listen, stop acting like y'all wasn't kids and we didn't do the same dumb stuff. It's certain stuff and yeah, it do be a little bit deep, but I have to laugh with my kids because I'm like, like they're they're my kid. They're doing what I would have did. You know, I get it. And I don't understand why we as adults don't talk to them like that so that they can feel like they're understood. Because if I feel like I'm understood, I might be more prone to communicate with you a lot more That's going on. But if I feel like you're not going to get me anyway. You can hang it up, Buttercup. I, I you know, I'm just going to tell you whatever you want to hear. I want to do whatever I, I need to do to basically create that space and continue to avoid us having meaningful communication. So, making sure we learn to give our kids choices. I'm not saying that to the extreme. We know within reason and boundaries, our kids are young. Things need to be put in position. But have you ever given your kid a choice, or have you always just told them do this, do that without an explanation? Because when you're telling them do do that without an explanation that's not meaningful communication that's dictatorship and then they're going to learn that habit and it's just not healthy and then they lack the knowledge if I know what's going on if I know something if I know the stove is hot I might be less likely to be interested in playing with it as a kid you know whatever we got to do to create these choices for our kids let's do that and the last thing is keeping it brief Sometimes we're, we're overly giving too much to our kids. We're giving them too much knowledge, too, too, too much information. And we need to check with them. Are you guys getting it? Are you guys understanding what what I'm saying? And sometimes what I like to do, I like to ask kids like, listen, repeat back to me what I just said. And a lot of parents get frustrated. They don't want to keep talking, saying the same thing over and over again. Now, I need to stop in between brief statements to make sure you process what it is that I said so I can make sure that we are communicating effectively. Uh, The last thing is just what you can find out through communication is that if you don't communicate effectively, your relationships with your children are going to be thrown off balance you'll also find through uh, meaningful communication is that you find out where you're you're having errors at in your parenting. I know sometimes parents don't wanna hear all that, but sometimes we're just not as great as we portray to be or we think that we are. And if we pay a little closer attention and we communicate effectively with our kids, we'll learn that sometimes our kid is doing more of the adulting because we put that expectation on them than they should have. So if we are treating our kids like they need to be adults, but then telling them y'all need to stay in a kid's place, that's uh, that's cognitive dissonance for them. That's one thing going one way in the brain and another thing going another way so nothing can flow. So being able to, you know, find out where you are is something off balance. What is going on is why we need to communicate Meaningfully with our children family talks are so important and the message I want to send today is are you talking with your kids that are in your family are you talking to them effectively are you having meaningful communication? Did you really ask your child, Hey, do you know what suicide is? Why would we leave that in the hands of our school districts to find out whether or not they, they they are teaching these things, these uncomfortable subjects. Do you understand what sex is? Are your friends talking about sex? Well, let me tell you about mommy's experience. And let me tell you what will happen. There's nothing wrong with giving them that type of understanding. I know in society, it's a little bit difficult because when When we do educate and teach our children and they go into other communities or they connect with other people whose parents aren't doing the same thing, sometimes there's an offset because some parents will rather their kids have lies and not have the truth. And I'm just not one of those parents because I know as an adult, some of the things that I thought was the truth as a child and I found out as an adult that they weren't true kind of compromise a lot of my thinking. So I don't want to compromise the thoughts of our children by us being lies. And us just not being forthcoming and straightforward and being a little bit vulnerable to show them that we get it, that we understand. So let's communicate effectively because they need it. Our kids are hurting. Our kids are sad. They're experiencing depression and aggression and anger. And the ones that they need the most, which is us, are sometimes not even available. And when we are available, we're not even listening because we just have so much to say. So it's not just having so much to say to our kids, but it's effectively being able to exchange that knowledge with them for their safety, for their mental health, for their emotional state, and most of all, for their total well-being. So let's start from today. This message is for me first. You know, I have to have these constant reminders because I don't always meet the mark. But if all of our parents, you know, out there just learn to communicate more meaningfully with their kids, it's more than just how was your day? Go get your homework done. Did you do this? Did you do that? No. How do you really feel? And are you telling me the truth? Because I'm not sure that you're if I was you, I would feel this way if I found out this happened or that I found out my friend had to up and move or I found out that, you know, my friend's parents passed away. How is covid affecting you? Do you know what it means to feel anxious? Do you know what it means to feel depressed? Mommy's been depressed too or dad's been, you know, feeling kind of down himself. So men, we experience this too and I know you're a young man, so I want to make sure that you have this type of information so that if you do start to experience this, you know you're loved, you know you're appreciated, you know you're accepted and you know that there's help out there. And when we educate our kids and we communicate meaningfully, And they go into other communities and they connect with other individuals and other kids who don't know. Sometimes our kids will save another child's life just because we're doing these simple tasks, just having family talks, sitting down at the table whenever we can do it. It all counts. So my message today is, listen, let's start holding meaningful conversations with our kids. Let's start making sure that active communication and um, communication, excuse me, is happening in our homes, That is happening in our children's lives because it can save them from a lot later on. Thank you all for hearing my message. My name is Kiara. It is the unspoken soul podcast at gmail.com. If you want to reach me, you can also text me at 302-514-3301. Listen, our kids are going through a lot and no one is talking to them. Their minds are being poisoned by so many different things out there and nobody is sending the not nobody. Let me let me let me rebuttal. Let me retract that statement, because there are a lot of people who are out here advocating for our youth. I'm just saying tonight that it's not enough and that we need more parents on board with that. I love you all. Thank you all for hearing my message. Have a good night.